back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we smash apart the films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute chunks so we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. And I'm Rob Cabosco. Kyle. Yes, sir. What is your favorite song about regret? Ooh. Is, is Cats in the Cradle too much about on the nose? I was thinking more like... Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a throwback. And that's seven seconds. Oh, ah. <laughs> now, it's not Cutting Crew. <laughs> sure. No apologies to any yeah. of you who are big fans of Cutting Crew. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I'm a big fan of Mike and the Mechanics. Uh-huh. Almost every Mike and the Mechanics song is about regret of some kind. I, what I was really thinking was... Mm-hmm. Regrets. Oh. I've, I've had, had a few. A few. Mm-hmm. And again, 6.9 seconds. That's uh-huh. all we're going to hear of that song. <laughs> Now, <laughs> well, he did it his way. <laughs> now, regret. Mm-hmm. Regret. It's powerful when I, emotion. When I watched this minute, mm-hmm. that's the only word that came to my mind. <laughs> yeah. This is sort of, uh, here we are in minute 59 of Incredible Hulk for 2008, directed by Louis Leterrier. Uh, and we're, uh, we're, we're it's, a, it's a face-off. Uh, between uh, several characters, like uh, we we start out with a face off, and then we continue on to a face off. Oh, that oh, uh, very nice, right? And it, and it ends up being um, yeah, Ross having to deal with ramifications of his actions. Yes, uh, and we're going to get a reprise of the hallway scene. Oh no, <laughs> that's right, not the infamous. Oh yes, yes, hi, hi. right, <laughs> <laughs> two characters. With different agendas facing off against each other. You know, other. though, I'm mm-hmm. very upset by one of these characters we're about to talk about. But anyway, <laughs> well, you right. should be. So as we pick up here at May 59, uh, the Hulk is still giving Ross the, the hate stare and then also gives him a pretty significant growl. Uh, and then Ross is still sort of stunned into like, is she alive? Is she dead? You saved my daughter. I almost killed her. Uh, like a lot of stuff is going on on, on his very shocked expression. Also, and still not getting wet. Still dry. Still dry. Still bone. <laughs> dry in the middle of this rain because you don't <laughs> you don't rain on William Hurt. Nope. Uh, and then we have the the, the Hulk uh, has finished his um, his pose, uh, you know, his uh, uh, Renaissance Pieta. painting, right? Yeah. And uh, then and so that he steps backwards into the smoke and the fire and and then disappears. And note one of the longest cross dissolve transitions we have seen in this movie. Yeah, that's right. They go right from the flames uh, after the Hulk is gone uh, back to stately Ross Manor. Uh, they're back to the house there too as it's slowly, the fade, the flames slowly right. die out and we see a someone is sitting on the porch and the door opens up and so see once again IMDb should credit these guys as soldiers with boxes. Yes. But they don't. So there's yeah, soldiers come out and they're yeah. and they're taking files away from from or from possibly Betty's house. stealing her DVD collection. We wow. don't know. It's 2008. She could have a significant stuff there. There could be some Criterion collection in there. Oh, we don't know. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, back in the barracks they're like <laughs> What do we got here? <laughs> That's right. What do we got? <laughs> Put on that Seven Samurai again. Um so yeah, so the the two of them cross over, and then Ross steps out, and we see that it was obviously Leonard uh, sitting on the porch. And then Ross says, um, "You did the right thing calling me," and that's just when we learn Leonard is the one who ratted out Bruce Banner. You son of a oh, what? Yeah. Now, did you expect that? Oh yeah. Because what made them show up, right? Like, right. how did they yeah, all? Like, how do they all of a sudden know? Did they have a gamma tracker thing? No. But man, seriously, <laughs> I, I think really it comes down to the. This really comes down to Stanley, because Stanley has fantastic pizza, 
Leonard did not get to eat that fantastic pizza, and therefore, <laughs> I no, think no. Now, okay, but putting this in the in the whole scheme of the movie, yes, this happens after that long night he spends drinking wine. Yes, when he's drinking wine with Bruce, and they have that really weird conversation we talked about in the deleted scene. Yeah, that yeah, I'll say that was a deleted scene. He's this is where they're separated. He's not sleeping mm-hmm. with, with Betty, right? I think he calls them after he's had the night of drinking hmm. and desolation. Okay. So and if you're like, if, if yeah. you're just joining us here at minute fifty nine, which you should not, it's <laughs> baffling to me that no. someone would be, but you never know. Uh, there is a, a there's a lot of deleted scenes from from this very house uh, about the night that Bruce comes to visit, uh, and that the fact that uh, Betty and Leonard were living together in this house. We right. don't in the theatrical we don't really know that, but in that one we do. So this we basically saw Leonard once when they were. At the pizza parlor. Right. And then once when he's running out into the battlefield, Betty! Uh, and then now this. This is the only time it is. But I got to say, for being pretty much his only real scene, Ty Burrell, man. Great, great. Like, no, he shows great job. up for this scene. Great job. And you can see why this guy would go on to win multiple Emmys, because yes. in his one scene, he's great because he stands up to Thunderbolt Ross. Yes. Like, he gets nose-to-nose with that stash. Right. And, you know, holds his own. So, yeah, they, they sort of get into it. Um, uh, let's see. She, yeah, Ross says, uh, I need to know where they're going. She'll be in incredible danger. And then Leonard says, from who? Ooh. Oh, burn. He protected her. You almost killed her. And, and Ross says, I give you my word. Her safety is my main concern at this point. Hmm. Her mm. safety is the main concern. So then Leonard says, it's a point of professional pride that I can always tell when someone's lying, and you are. So I know I realize I just read all the lines to you. Anyone who'd watched the minute had already heard that. But I, that's what I wanted to talk about is, like, Leonard says, I can spot a liar, and you're lying. What is Ross lying about in that point by his thing? Like, oh, that- he says, I give you my word, her safety is my main concern at this point. So he's saying that Ross is lying about her safety being a concern or main concern? Like what? Oh. I'm trying to I'm trying to part. I know this is this is you know this is why we have this podcast. But I'm trying to parse out what it is that he says that Ross is lying about. That it's his primary concern. It's not. So, he's he's saying you're lying, saying that that's that that's the main thing you care about. Uh, because it's not. So he's saying that Ross his main concern is catching the Hulk, and Betty is a secondary concern, right? Not main concern. That's what I would say. Because the other implication is that you just don't care about your daughter at all, right? And I don't think he thinks that, nor no. does Ross think. Well, that. we saw it by the big no. Exactly. He still has some stuff for that. <laughs> yeah. Did you find the a little clunkiness though? I think on this on the on the line of this is. I would not be surprised if this was also heavily edited down or well, something. What I here's what I don't like is mm-hmm. him saying to him. You know, my professional stuff is that to know when someone's lying. Yeah. Just leave it at that. <laughs> you don't have to go, uh-huh. and, and you're you lying. Are. And like you are. I mean, yeah, right? Like, it's just, uh, you didn't have to do that. I just thought that was kind of weird, because especially because it is meant to be yeah. such a dramatic. It's a cutting line. And, and as we talked about regret, yeah. here is Leonard regretting everything he's done because uh-huh. he's seen what happened. Yeah. And he saw what her father was like. At least the pilots of that Apache are dead. Right? (laughs) I mean. (laughs) They did not get out of that. They did not get out of that. There were no Cobra uh, helicopters. They they didn't drop out. Oh, what's the Cobra helicopter? Yeah. Not the Hiss. That's the tank. Right. Not the Rattler. That's the plane. That's the plane. 
Oh, I even know exactly the helicopter you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because oh. the dragonfly is the G.I. Joe one, and I know we're going to cut all this stuff out. Go! Because I, I actually looked up while you're, while you're doing that, I actually looked up to see if there had been an Apache in any G.I. Joe thing, and there was in, like, the Sonic Fighters line or something like that, so I was like, man, that's not worth mentioning. Because I had it. I owned that. It's not the Eagle Hawk. Dragon Hawk? No. It's this one. It's that one. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's the one I had. Fang! fang. The Fang. Okay, at some point, we had to find out what that was. Yeah. So getting back to the thing, William Hurt is at his most Clint Eastwood this scene because he's growling every line. I mean, he really is like down deep in everything he says. Uh, but I, I like also Leonard. He has to sort of make a turn in this line. So Ty sure. Burrell is so great in this when he says, I don't know where he's going. I know she'll help him if she can. There's that great thing of like, I, I don't know what I wouldn't tell you if I did. I have lost her. I mean, like he literally, he has to, in that line has to convey she is with him willingly. I She's out of my life. I mean, she has left me for him. And you can see like sort of the pain in his face too. It's really, really good. And see, I think that's the tighter, smarter way to play it, yeah. which is why the previous line where he adds that seems out of place when you see it in the whole context. Yeah. Okay. I'm being super picky here <laughs> with dialogue. Well, but, if uh, if any if anything, I, I'm picking up as having having done 58 episodes previous to this. Sure. I'm starting to pick up where the Edward Norton work is, <gasps> and I really think it's in stuff like this. Yep. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, we talked about how it was his idea of the Sonic Cannon, so I'm not saying he wasn't involved with it. But I think right. where he really dug in was on stuff like this, like right. the interpersonal conflicts and those kind of things. Like I think he really got into like the you know writing. This kind of stuff, so I think that's a trope of his. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so then, yeah, and Ross then ends with another growled line. Then she's aiding a fugitive, and I can't help either one of them. I mean, he really gets down deep. Now, don't you wish the next line? And that's where does that it? Ends? And that's it. That's where it ends. And his line, like, and, and his stern, like, his really, really stern look. And that's where the minute ends. We don't get to hear any reaction. You know what he, he should have said? What? He should have looked at him and said. Well, then I guess she's not your primary concern. Ooh, burn. You yeah, know what right. I'm saying? That's even better. Yeah. That's what you needed to have yeah, anyway. Right. So, yeah, so that's where the minute ends. So uh, we'll find out uh, what does Leonard have a stunning retort? Mm-hmm. Does Ross go, oh, buddy. Come on. Yeah, let's grab a beer. No, seriously, where is she? Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, uh, arrest this man for treason. Uh, we'll find out in a minute 60. Uh, so in the meantime, uh, if you're enjoying this podcast or the other shows that we do on the next reel, we have a Patreon. I know. Uh, you can support us for even as low as a dollar a month. Just one dollar per month. It would help us make all the, these amazing kind of shows. Plus, you get access to all kinds of behind-the-scenes uh, bonus content and that kind of stuff. Plus, you get to have that good feeling in your soul of your helping provide uh, these wonderful shows to everyone out there in the world. You can be smug about it. We don't mind. You can find more at thenextreel.com slash Patreon. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you back here for a minute 60. Hope you had a smashing good time. Until next time, true believers. Bye. <laughs>